Thank you, Lord. Psalms 138. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. And I just want to jump right into the heart of the message and give you what God gave me, some prophetic uh, things involved. And um, I just want to speak to your heart as God spoke to mine. In Psalms 138, I will praise you with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise to you. I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. In the day when I cried, you answered me and strengthened me with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet he, yet has he respect to the lowly. But the proud he knows afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You shall stretch forth your hands against the wrath of my enemies. Your right hand shall save me. And this is what I want to focus in on this morning. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the works of your hands. And I want you to repeat this with me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Let us read. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Say it again. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you now for this word, Lord God. Holy Spirit, we invite you in. It leads us into all divine spiritual revelation. Father God, we ask that you would give us ears to hear and a heart to receive. Let me speak as a learned one. Let my tongue be as the pen of a ready writer. That we may itch on the hearts of men everywhere and boldly declare that we are redeemed. The devil is defeated and Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You can take your seats, please. God bless you. Hallelujah. Say this with me. God will complete the work. Say it again. God will complete the work. And that's what I want to talk about this morning, the perfected work of God in us. It's a challenge to allow God to work in us. It's a challenge even to be obedient to God. And when I say that, it's because of our flesh. Many times the disobedience comes because of our flesh. Not so much that our spirit is not willing, but our flesh is weak. You know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus went forth and he asked the disciples to pray with him one hour. The Bible said that they were tired, they were weary. But Jesus knew his mission and his mission is what fueled him. His mission and his, his obedience to God and what he knew he had to accomplish was even food unto him. He says, I have meat that you know not of. And so in the garden, he needed someone there with him to strengthen him. He just need mama, just a few people around him. You know, every now and then you need people to come around to strengthen you in your hour. Glory to God to lift you up and to encourage you. And the Bible says that when Peter and them saw him, their eyes were heavy and they fell asleep. And I believe that is prophetic now to the church that the church is sleeping in a dangerous hour where we need to be standing in a walk with Christ 
And he said unto them that, uh, he said, your spirit is willing because you're here. But your flesh is weak because you're asleep. And so I want to talk about this morning the, the perfected work that God wants to complete in us. And I know this is a new year and been many things prophesied and, and uh, people are still harking on cars and homes. But I'm not here to teach you this morning how to get two Cadillacs and two homes and all of that stuff. He said, if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the things that you need and even the desires of your heart, he would give you. But what I am here to minister this morning and those that will be watching, I want to minister uh, from the standpoint of, of the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. That is the title of this message. The scripture for those that are like David that are concerned about their souls. If you're concerned about your soul, you're concerned about the things of the spirit. This verse here is for you. If you have experienced God's mercy and for those that live in a place and that you live a man to please God and to serve God, it, it, it have really been challenging for me these the last latter part uh, of this year. And I'm pretty sure for many of you, it's been challenging with the lockdowns and the things that they have done. And uh, I, I'm troubled in my spirit about some things and concerned because even the stuff that they're talking about should stop us, amen, from serving God. Come on, somebody. You know, we sing those songs that I will trust in the Lord, you know, till I die. And sometimes we really don't mean that because death comes sometimes knocking at our door. And it seems like we cower out or we stop. And I was just talking to the Lord the other day. I said, God, I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying for my, me, my family, my children. I'm praying for 10 people. I'm praying for loved ones. I'm praying for our communities. I'm praying for our neighborhoods. I'm praying for this city. I'm praying for this state. I'm praying for this nations and the nations of this world. I'm praying for the peace of Israel. I'm, it's prayer time, saints. And if there's nothing else that we could not do, people say that I couldn't go to the store. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. But one thing we could do and should be doing is praying, praying, praying church, because God has some things concerning us that he want to do in this dispensation. There's some things that God wants to do and he will perfect that thing that concerns me. When you talk about the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, that, and that has to do. Glory to God specifically with our salvation. And, and, and I'm troubled. Yeah, I'm going to have to pray for Bishop. Because I'm troubled because everybody's saved now. I'm troubled that, that, that even people that are lost think they're saved. Because they have uh, given the preacher the hand. And they say their heart to God. But I'm going to tell you something. You need to get a, give God your hand and your heart. Come on somebody. Because man will deceive you. And, and so I, I, I'm troubled. I, I really am. Because God want to do a work in us and, and people I talk to and folks that I, I'm around. And, and I got to go there this morning because God want to speak to our hearts. And, and can I be transparent this morning? And if you'll just receive what God is trying to do, I believe that you'll come out, glory to God, victorious. And be delivered some, some stuff because I'm, I'm troubled. Christian, I am troubled. And I talk to people and they say that they love the Lord and that they're saved. And I'm saved by grace, not a work, lest any man boast. And then the next five minutes they're using words that, come on now. That make you cringe. I mean, they don't need a, a, a tic-tac. They need a tidy bowl. Come on, somebody. Because their mouth is so foul. Come on, come on in here. 
I'm telling you, I mean, it just troubles me how the Bible says that. And I told the brother, I looked at him, I said, now you say you saved? And the Bible says, how can curses and blessings, can I go there? Come out of the same mouth. And he looked at me. He said, how can we bless God who we never seen and curse man that's made after the similitude of God? I said, do you understand what that means that you say you saved? That means when you curse a human being of God's creation, you cursing God. Because we're made after the similitude. Yeah, somebody wish I had some help in here. It ain't just the preacher or the deacon. It's everyone that's created. So when you curse a man, you're cursing God. You're cursing his creation. And he takes that seriously. Then he says, I should not take the name of the Lord in vain. Out of the same mouth, they'll say, I love Jesus. Then they turn around and use Jesus' name in vain. And it's just not in a cursing fashion. It's just when people say, Jesus, and don't attach it to nothing that's glorious. That's in vain. On Facebook, oh my God, OMG, that's in vain. Come on, talk to me in here. You see, it's the little foxes. Can I help us? It's quiet in here. That's right. It's the little foxes that's tearing down the vine. Amen. It's the little things that we overlook. God is a righteous God. Mm -hmm. Come on, somebody. God is a holy God. Yes. He's not my cut buddy. Huh? Come on, somebody. We didn't reduce God down to a man. We didn't reduce God down to a man upstairs. He's not the man upstairs. We need to give honor and glory to God. And then we wonder why God will not move in our lives and in our churches. Because we will not honor and reverence him. Can I go here? We got the reverence of the Lord. And that he says the Lord will perfect. The Lord's going to do it. Why? Because he's concerned. He's concerned. He's concerned about the work of salvation. He said the work out. Huh? Your salvation with fear and trembling. You got to do it. Listen, we can no longer. I told the brother this morning, this is, this is not a one-man show. I say we, Brother Johnson, as men got to get up off of it. That's right. Come on. Everybody waiting on the pastor. They were telling me the other day, well, the pastor, well, God was talking, well, you know, the preacher supposed to do the preacher. I said, well, what you supposed to be doing? That's right. I said, if your family go to hell, it ain't the preacher's fault. Because right. the Bible said if you're married, that that husband's supposed to teach the wives. That's right. Huh? Those things concerning the word of God. I'm the covering for as the word of God. Jesus is the covering, but I preach the word of God. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. But when you're at home, your husband's covered. The, come on, your family. I told him this morning as we were meeting, and I thank God for the brothers that came out. The young brothers is coming out. I told him when you're a husband, that's two words, a house band. And, and women know when you take a rubber band what it does. It holds stuff together. So we're supposed to hold the family. Come on. We are supposed as men. I'm talking about me included. Supposed to hold our families together. We're going to take some knocks and bruises. I was watching a movie last night about a man that walked on the field with the Philadelphia Eagles. He was a walk-on. What a great show. Glory to God. What a picture of the grace of God and the power of God. And everything that they said he couldn't do, including his own father, had wrote him off. He was able to accomplish. Why? Because his mind was made up. Glory to God. Yes. Is your mind made up to serve God in this dispensation? Is your mind made up to give him glory and to press through everything that's hindering you from getting to God? Glory to God. I said, Lord, I don't care what they have out there. I'm going to serve you. 
My life had been threatened recently because of dealing with stuff and trying to get stuff accomplished and stop unrighteousness and ungodly. And it ain't just been the world, it's been people in the church threatening my life. But I'm like Paul at this point, son. See, I got to see. If I leave here, he's come on, somebody. I count not my life dear unto me. And not only, glory to God, and I'm ready to go to Jerusalem like Paul. He said, I'm ready to die. Are we ready to give up our lives? For the, Some of y'all don't understand. This thing is getting serious. And what's going to happen next as they begin to pass laws and begin to try to shut the church down, your faith going to have to increase. Now they've already shut down churches in California. You can go out there and drink. You can go to the riverboat. You can go and cuss out the police and spit in his face and rise. You can go rob Walmart. You can go to the house of irreproof. You can go have sex out of wedlock. And Dr. Foster said that's okay. But the church can't sing. And the church, the devil is alive. We're going to sing. We're going to praise God. We need leaders that will get a backbone. A spine of steel and open these churches up. Glory to God so we can meet and praise God and bring heaven down to earth. Can I get a witness here? We're worried more about the CDC and what the doctors say than we're worried about the healer, what the healer says. I'm telling you this morning that God's going to complete that work if we allow him. Why? Because of the salvation that he has placed in us. That we can't add one thing to what Christ already has done. We can't add one thing to it. The Bible said that we're saved by grace, not of works. Lest any man boast. It is the gift of God. And I thought about that. We love gifts, don't we? We just had passed some days where people were giving gifts. And, you know, we have some days coming up where people are going to give gifts. And people have birthdays and they receive gifts. But we need to be receiving the gift of God, which is Jesus Christ. Repent of our sins for salvation. That's the gift that we need. We just passed days, glory to God, where people had gifts all up under the trees. And I'm not condemning that. But why are we so more concerned about the gift under the tree than we are that the gift that hung on the tree? That died for us. That gave his life for us. Why were we yet sinners? Christ died for the ungodly, for me and you. And so he tells us that in Ephesians. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself. This is the gift of God. This is the gift of God. That's in the mansion. But we give it a gift from God. Christ Jesus, the Lord. Amen. He came. And so he came to do one thing. To die for our sins. To save us. And to bring us into perfection. Somebody say perfection. Perfection. And I know people like to hop up and say, ain't no man perfect. But we ain't talking about no man being perfect. The word perfected in the Bible means complete, mature. Come on, someone. And so long as you're saying, I'll never be perfect, you ain't going to never attain it. It's just like somebody said, I'll never be saved. Then I'll never be saved. You got to believe it. Come on. And I'm going to tell you, saints, I want you to stay with me this morning because it's going to be a little rough. Just hang, just stay with me. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, strap your seatbelt in. And I'm, like, I'm like the man on the plane. We're going to hit some turbulence. But just stay with me. It's all right. <laughs> We have too many casual Christians that say that they're saved and casual Christians become casualties. We have too many people that want to sing in the church and sing about a God that they don't know. We have too many musicians, glory to God, that rather have a paycheck huh, than to have the pay of God. That's why you can't hardly get musicians and people to sing, Sister Johnson, no more. 
I was in the barbershop one day, and this boy was talking about, I go from this church to that church. I ain't going over there because they ain't got no money. But you notice don't, people don't pop up over here. Uh-uh. Oh, no. Look, we will compensate people. God said that the labor is worthy of his hire. But when you in it for that, you're hireling. We got too many preachers just getting a check, and they're going to labor. They're not going to pray for you. If you get sick you can die, they want to do your funeral. They'll do that. They want to put you in heaven when they know half the folk ain't been living nothing like the devil. They want to get up before the folk and act like you was a saint when they know you, you come on somebody. And they want to get before the folk and, and make the family feel good and keep the congregation pacified and, 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 and put pacifiers in people's mouth by telling them they were the rose that God picked. God's not picking no roses. Jesus is the rose of Sharon. Y'all not hearing that? God have called us. Can I preach it like I feel it? He had called us to be soldiers. Warriors in the army of the Lord. Now who fights a battle and then start killing the ones he got on the front line? God is not like that. If you're saved this morning and you said yes Lord. And you wonder why you have so much trouble. And they told you that when you gave your heart to God. That everything was going to be alright. That is not the truth. That ain't the truth. Jesus talked about when he came that there was two set of people. That one had founded his house upon sand. The sand house. And this was, these are people that are their natural senses. And those that really don't understand spiritual values. And those that come to church but they're not saved. Those that's in the world. Not, come on somebody. They, they, they go, God was dealing with me. I'm telling you, I've been up a long time this morning. God said, it's time for the people to stop coming to church, not for us meeting in essence, but coming to church and become the church. Tired sometimes people say, oh, we had a good time at church. Oh, but we went to church. Oh, we had a good time at church. And I'm thinking, who got saved? Who gave their heart to God? See, when the spirit of God is moving, somebody will respond to it. Someone's going to get healed. I heard my wife say this morning that many of you have had COVID, but you're still here. Huh? I say you're still here. Your feet ought to be moving right now. Your hand ought to automatically go up. Glory to God. Because I'm telling you, I've talked to pastors and many of them have left their people in the ground. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, every day I talk to them and they'll let people in the ground say they died of COVID. One man, his sister died, his father died, and his, his wife died, and now he's sick. And you have a mouth this morning and a hand, lift your hand, you ought to be praising God right now that you're still here. He didn't have to let them hang around. We could have been one of them nefarious rows of them. <laughs> you see, God wants us to be perfected. And the challenge in this year, I'm not going to be before you long, but I'm going to give you what God gave me. The challenge this year, mother, is going to be to grow up. 
And I know I've seen preachers on Facebook and I've seen others talking about this is the year of transfer of wealth. The wealth had already been transferred, but it wasn't to us. This pandemic has transferred the wealth to the higher ups. Why do you think that the, these, these politicians and these, these demonic parties is keeping shutdowns and shutting down businesses and mom and pop stores and the beautician can't. The wealth has been transferred to them. Because as these businesses close down, when it's time for them to say, oh, everything's okay now, they're going to buy all the businesses. The wealth has been transferred in the stimulus packages. Can I talk about it? Talking about $1,200 and U.S. citizens just jumping. And we want $1.3 trillion and they're going to give us $1,200. No, that's the first one. The $1,200 was the first one. Now the second one they didn't come up with is, 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 is $900 billion and they're going to give us $600. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, hold on just a minute. Hold, hold, hold on just a minute. Hold on just a minute. I'm going to make you shout. 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 So, so, let me get my glasses on. For all y'all jumping about a $600. $600, that's 6666 for nine months. 1666 for four weeks. 238 a day for seven days a week. And for 24 hours, you only receive nine cents an hour. Now, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. That, that's to us. See, I'm trying to wake us up. Y'all thought I was, I was messing around. Okay, $900 billion. Roll them cameras in. $900 billion. And they give the United States citizens $600 apiece. But the citizens of Australia, for each person, they get $1,993 a month. For each person in Australia. That's in the stimulus package. In Canada, they get $1,433 a month of our taxpayers' dollars while they're giving us $600 over extended period of months. In Den Den Denmark, the citizens up there of our tax pot Pay your dollars. Our dollars get three thousand two hundred eighty-eight dollars a month each citizen. Why they gave us six hundred dollars? That's in the stimulus package. In France, each person gets seven thousand five hundred and seventy-five dollars a month. And we shout over six hundred dollars. In Germany, Ger the German people receive seven thousand three hundred twenty-six dollars and seventy-eight cents a month for each citizen. And then we get that six hundred. Oh, they gave no. That six hundred dollars is going to cost each citizen six thousand dollars of taxpayers' money to the world. Stay with me. Ireland received seven hundred seventeen hundred and ninety three uh, dollars and forty four cents a month for each citizen in Ireland. In the UK, the United Kingdom. That's why these nations love us. Because these politicians, come on, somebody, is taking care of everybody but the U.S. United States citizens. In the UK, each person in the United Kingdom receives $3,084 a month. And the U.S. citizen, this in the first package, received $1,200 for 32 weeks. You see? Country receiving $1.2 billion for gender assignment. Billion. And they give us $600 scraps. And 
then when somebody says give them two thousand dollars they veto it we better wake up that's our money that's your money we're over 30 trillion dollars in debt that's why we got to meet and pray see the the wealth transfer done already happened we sitting here prophesying what needs to happen right now is need to be a righteousness transfer to the church where we repent of our sins and come back to, to God and seek the Lord and stop running after stuff. Come on, somebody. And so there's a challenge this year. There's a challenge this year. The Lord, Lord says challenge them when we have prayer meetings to be here. Because we think that this little old stuff here is going to pass on. It's going to be something greater. Because the only way that we can come forth and the only way that we'll go forth and be perfected in Christ is for trouble to come. He told them to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. They stayed in Jerusalem after 3,000 souls were saved. They stayed in Jerusalem. They wouldn't go anywhere. But persecution came when the king expelled them out of the coast and said, everybody get out of here. If you don't get out of here, you're going to die. And when persecution hit the church, by the sixth chapter of the book of Acts, there's over 20,000 people in the church that they have to get deacons. Come on, somebody. It's going to take persecution because we're not willingly to come forth. And I want people that are watching to understand this. We're not willing to come forth and do what God has called us to do. It's a challenge to allow God to work in us. It's a challenge, amen, to be obedient unto the Lord. It's a challenge to be obedient to leadership because everybody wants to do their own thing. There's no respect level. Folk got on the road with their music wide open, come through the neighborhood at 3 o'clock in the morning like they can do that. No respect. No respect for the women. Calling them any kind of name. When the last time you seen a man hold the door before a woman? Open the car door for the lady to get in. Come on, somebody. This women movement, too, have killed us. Run around talking about I can do what a man can do. Make a baby by yourself, then. <laughs> Even if they had to come from the test tube, they got to get it from the man. Y'all ain't saying that. <laughs> Women running around here thinking they're a man, cropping their hair, putting on suits. That don't make you a man. Come on. Stay in your lane. That's why God's trying to perfect this in us. Because we have accepted all this foolishness as the church. I told you it was going to be rough this morning. We have accepted it. Could hear a mouse squeak when our former leader was in office passing same-sex laws. We was okay with that. As soon as somebody come out and say, make, make America great, then all the preachers done got mad. We're okay with them killing babies. In Massachusetts, just last week, they passed another law that they can kill a baby up to nine months. Nine months. It's okay to slaughter the babies. Because the God of this world is Satan. And the God of many of these political parties is Moloch. And Asterisk. Balaam. Balaam is the fertility God. Asterisk is the female fertility God, the multi-breasted one, where we get the word Easter from. We don't celebrate Easter here. We celebrate the resurrection. Amen. That's biblical. Acts 12. Read it. See, we got to know this word and stay with what the word says. And see, this fertility God, watch this. I'm going to help you this morning because we got challenges. 
We got challenges, mama, we got challenges. We have been brainwashed. Most people believe in CNN and MSNBC and ABC, CBS and all the other. We just stay right in there being indoctrinated. Why do they just lie to us? But we won't get in this word and be indoctrinated by this word to come into God's truth. That God is of these political parties, especially one. And what happens is they can protect the baby killing. And they can protect this gender identity stuff. Every time they open their mouth, they talk about the first woman this, the first black person did this. At least you vote for me, you ain't black. Come on. They're going to do that identity stuff because that's their God. I'm going to tell you this morning. They, they might ban us off of Facebook. I don't care because all these big companies are the ones controlling stuff. Twitter, Facebook, Google, NFL, NBA. Never seen so much falsehood and hatred toward righteousness. Come on now. That's their God. And that's what they identify with. So it's, it's Balaam and Ashtar. And then the second God that they have in, in there is Moloch. Now, Moloch was the, the false God that the children of Israel bowed to. They got in trouble. And it had a belly and it had things in the inside. And it had they would put fire, build a fire upon the, the belly of that false God. And they would set their children on the inside of it and let them burn. So God told him, don't cause your children to pass through the fire. And those are the two entities that they're going to fight. I will not yield and Planned Parenthood will not yield, what one of them said. And they're going to fund Planned Parenthood with $585 million of our taxpayers' dollars every year. And we wonder why the church can't prosper. Then they had witches and warlocks praying. They're praying against us, saying, Well, we ought to be, I'm telling you, while we should be praying, they are praying all night. They conjuring spells. They taking out voodoo dogs like they did on JFK. When they got tired of him doing what he did, they went to the witch doctor. She took a pen and put through the head of, of that doll, and the next day he was dead. I thought you said, Pastor, that, that that don't work. It don't work on the saints. But it'll work on this world because that's what they operate in. And if you ain't if you don't have faith in Christ and you were not you're not supposed to, well, you, you're not in where you're supposed to be at, it'll work against you. Come on, somebody. So I'm telling you that, that this, this world is in trouble. This election and all this other stuff ain't about man. It's a spiritual battle that's going on. Principalities and powers in wicked places. The word principalities has to do with kingdoms and nations. So we're fighting on the forefront, doing everything that they say do. The vaccine is here now. Our Savior is here. And people taking them vaccines and they're coming up with COVID-19 because it's designed to give you COVID-19. Oh, yeah. That's why they designed it like that. And, you, and it, it gets in your body and your system supposed to build immune system, immunity to it. But then it has metals and stuff in it. And then it also has DNA altering. Oh, yeah. To mess with your DNA in your mind. I told them the other day, I said, they can have all that they want. It's already been inoculated by the blood of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Hey. Come on, mama. I know 
people that wore masks, and I'm not criticizing anybody that do that. I don't want you to leave. He preached against masks. No, I'm not. I know they wore masks. I know they sanitized. I know they did everything that the CDC said to do and Dr. Fawcett, and they're still laying in a cold grave. They still have a tombstone. We better get our faith in God. Amen. I'm not telling you not to be safe. I'm not saying that. But I'm telling you, there's a higher power when they say you get it, when they say you got stage four cancer, when they say you're not going to make it, when they say the disease going to take you out. There's a power that's greater than that disease. Our faith shouldn't be in these things. My faith is not in the CDC or Dr. Fawcett. They change every day. My faith is in the Lord. Those people built their house upon sand. Come on. Come on. And an old one built, founded his house upon a rock. Because God wanted to perfect them. And the Bible says that the rains came. And the winds came and beat upon that house vehemently or violently. But the one that founded, that built his house upon uh, sand, the Bible said that that house fell and great was the fall of that house. But he that founded his house upon a rock, the Bible said that that house stood. See, all else, that song we say, is seek and sing. See, that means that our foundation is flawed, that our foundation of what we believe have cracks because we have listened at a lie. We have listened at the wrong preacher. We have listened at telling evangelists that all they want is your money. And I want to tell you, Peter's ain't after your money. I want your soul to be right with God. I said, I want your soul to be. Well, so when I stand before him, I can give account. Hallelujah. Woo! With joy. Not with grief. And that's why I preach like I do. Oh, to God. I want you to be right with God. I want you to prosper and be in health as your, even as your soul prospers. There's a process. A perfection. He will perfect it. He will complete the work. He will bring it to maturity. He will perform it. Philippians 1 and 6 being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 13 and 21 he said he would make you perfect. That means thoroughly complete, restored. He will prepare you in every good work to do his will working in you that which is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever it's the God that wants to do and to will that position in you it's the process that we skip out on the process the process the process is the Johnson of being obedient to God it's not easy our flesh don't want God. Our flesh don't want His Word. Our flesh don't want the coming meat. It don't. That's why a lot of people don't. Because they tired. They beat down. I understand. I understand the day that if you're saved, if you're saved, that the enemy didn't come against you. I understand that you're saved, that he talks to you. I understand that when you're saved, it's easier to watch TV because that's what he wants you to do, waste time. But when you get in prayer, you're dozing off. And when you're reading your Bible, you feel tired. And you just don't feel like reading. That slew foot do not want you to get in that word because it's deliverance mother he turns the pressure up 
It ain't just the Hebrew boys, the three Hebrew boys. He turns the heat up on us too. Amen. So we won't meet. And then he turns the heat up and lets you know, well, I, I can't give, you know, because my eye was been cut. And, you know, with this COVID and all that. Look, if I'm, I'll give my last dime. Because I trust in the Lord. And I know if I give it to him. Come on, somebody. Hmm? See, y'all don't understand. When he talks about trusting the Lord, it's just like a trust fund. Come on. See, I'm sowing in. The Bible says you reap what you what? I don't know why the Lord blessed me with just this little amount. Think of what you done gave. You can't sow a penny and think you're going to have a big harvest. You got to store up because some years coming. Just like Joseph, he had to put in glory to God for seven years. He had to put in and he filled those barns up. It wasn't just for him. I'm not just looking at our family. I'm talking about other people that need help. Who right. right. glory to God. I feel this Holy Ghost in here today. And Joseph, he sold up for seven years. Because he knew that famine is coming. I want you to hear Pastor, hear Pastor Peters, please. These preachers are lying to you. We ain't got any all this transfer of wealth. We need to get right with God. Come on. And I'm talking about from the pulpit to the post. You wonder why all this stuff coming on this nation. It ain't just because of the sinner. It's because the church ain't right. We're out of position. When plagues hit Israel, it messed up the whole region. When plagues hit Egypt, the cow died, the horses died, the dogs and the sheep died. Because yes. the church wasn't right. Oh, Jesus. But when we get in position, oh, I feel it now. Mama, I feel it. When we get in position, God's going to raise up an army like you ain't never seen. The good news is that the bad news is going to be get gone. Come on, somebody. Because you know why? God has a remnant. It ain't everybody. I ain't nervous about folks not coming. I'm not nervous about who is here. I'm going to preach to those that are here. Glory to God. And I'm going to give you the truth. Because I got to stand before God one day. I got to give a count. Got a lot on me, Sister Carmen. Got to give account of how I treat my wife. Got to give account of how I treat my children and how I raise them. I got to give account of my life. Then I got to give account of how I treated you. I got to give account of how, what I preached to you. I got to give account, Mama. These preachers ain't going to tell you that because they think it's all about them, but it ain't all. I got to give account. And I want to do it with joy. <laughs> Jesus. I said I want to do it with joy. Not with grief. That's why I submit myself to you. I submit myself to my son. It's not about me. Preacher done lied to you. They've sat in these chairs. There's not even a chair up here. You'll never see a chair. I'm not king. Ain't but one king in the church. Amen. 
He don't never bring me any water. It's okay. I get it myself. Too many preachers sitting up here with golden goblets and everybody catering to them and everybody waiting on them like they the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh no. The Bible said if you want to be great, become the servant. That's why they have to tell me. Sister Johnson say, sit down, pastor. Let us do something. <laughs> you have to tell me that. Because I want to wait on you. It ain't that I'm trying to do everything, but I know if you're going to be great, you got to be the servant. Amen. Before that, you can go up, you got to come down on your knees. Amen. 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 Humble yourself before God. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. to stay in the process the purging process you got to get out of envy and jealousy and backbiting evil speaking gossip so profane cussing spirit lying on one another hypocrisy church we got to get real with God we got to become the church and stop pretending and get some power down on the inside stay in the process Philippians 2 and 13 says for it is God who is at work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure Isaiah 26 and 12 says, Lord, thou wilt ordain peace for us. For thou also hast wrought all our works in us. And it's only through the blood of Jesus, according to Hebrews 13 and 21, and he will make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We got some challenges before us. But I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you this morning, as Paul spoke prophetically, when they were sounding off the battles, and they know that it was coming in on a tide. They were all on this ship in the book of Acts, last chapter. And they wanted to throw off their load, thinking that that would help. Some of us want to just throw away the load, thinking it's going to help. But that's not it. And then they wanted to throw those that was on the ship that were prisoners, they wanted to throw them overboard. There's a lot of people that's in prison with crack and dope. And so we want to throw them overboard. That's not it. But he spoke one thing. Paul said that the Lord had spoke to him through an angel that came to him by night. And Paul says this, to stay with the ship. And none will be lost. And they took Paul's advice. 
Because they want to throw the prisoners over and then they talk about killing all the prisoners, including Paul. But Paul spoke what the Lord said to stay with the ship. And that's why I said to fasten your seatbelt, even in this year. And they hit those rocks and the ship began to break up. And it looked like that everybody was going to perish. But do you not know that not one perished? Because the, the scripture declares that they all came in on broken pieces. On broken pieces, they came in. And that might be you. <laughs> You're going to come in, but it might be on broken pieces that you come in. If we'll just surrender unto him, he'll complete that work. Don't bail out on the process. Don't stop coming to hear the word. It hits me just like it hits you. I have to talk to me first before I can give it. I'm the first partaker of the fruit. But I'm going to stay with the ship. So it's come back, I ain't going to quit. I'm going to hang on in there. I'm going to run on to see what the end going to be. Are you with me? Are you with me? Standing all over the building. I want to pray for you this morning. Pray over you. I'm not going to have you to come around and put my hands on you. I want to lay hands on you, but God can lay hands on you this morning. And uh, I look at all of you. Y'all you doing an outstanding job. I know it's a lot of talk and negativism in the community. And I'm going to tell you something. Even my life been threatened. You know, they're going to put a bullet in your pastor's head. Oh, yeah, they want to kill me. They want to do that. Because we shaking up some stuff around here. Because I'm concerned about people's souls. But I'm like Paul. I count not my life dear unto me. But I'm willing to, to die for this gospel. Are you listening? God wants us to stay in the process so he can complete that work in us this year. And I'm going to tell you, when we, when we meet at the end of this year, Sister Carmack, when we meet, if you'll stay in the process, you're going to have to pinch yourself. Because while everything else is going down, God's going to be raising you up. God's going to sustain you. Don't worry about food. Don't worry about what this news. There ain't going to be a, a, a food shortage. I don't worry about none of that stuff. Because God failed them in the wilderness. We got to get out of our flesh and believe God. If he fed them in the wilderness back then, he'll do it today. Elijah was at the brook of Cherif, and he running from Jezebel. God sent a raven. And he brought meat and bread every day. All he had to do was sit there. God told him what brook to go to and told him to wait. Our problem is sometimes we go where God tells us, but we don't have that spirit of waiting on the Lord. And we want some help and we, we get ahead of God. Don't get ahead of God this year, please. Mama, I believe this is our only opportunity this year. I want you to hear me. Church, hear me and hear me good. We got to get it right this, this round. Because if we miss it this round, when they go to passing these laws to put folks in jail and all this, a lot of people sitting to the church going to take that mark of the beast. Just like they're going to go down there. They say, the vaccine going to save you. Everybody going to stick that arm out there. It was a woman got a shot the other day. She was a nurse bragging how good it was and passed out right there in front of the camera. Do you hear what I'm saying? Somebody's making money off of this. 
Huh? They got vaccines for the flu, but people still die of the flu. More people die of the flu than they do COVID-19. Bronchitis and all these other things. So our trust must be in the Lord. 100 totality in Him. You see, are you with me this morning? This is not an easy message to preach. I would have loved to got up there and tell you what all is going to happen. Everything's going to be great. But we're challenged. And the challenge is for God to do His work in us that He can bring us to maturity, that He can bring us to perfection, that we're not moved by what these news media and, and the government is saying. That we have one Savior, and it's not the government, it's not the president, it's not the Senate, it's not the Congress, it's not this nation, it's not our America. We have one Savior, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. The Savior of the world, the ruler of the universe, the creator of the heaven and the earth. That's who we serve. Come on, lift your hands this morning. Father, I thank you now that you have challenged us this morning so we can grow. We will be perfected. You want to complete that work because you're concerned about our growth. That we not only just come to church, we become the church. The called out one, the ecclesia. To go forth to do the miracles, the laying on of hands. The preaching of the gospel to change people's lives. To be an example that we become the salt and the light of the earth in this world. Father, I ask that you would touch every person that's here. You brought them over, Lord God. And some are standing here in despair. Some come this morning and were discouraged, didn't know what was going to happen. But you spoke to them and you said, you're going to complete the word. I'm asking, Lord God, that we would come, Lord God. And we're asking, Lord God, that, that, that you would forgive us of every sin. We repent now. Forgive us, Lord God, for straying. Forgive us, Lord God, for not being faithful to, your, to the spiritual things. Forgive us, Lord God for not doing what you have called us to do in our homes, our families, and our communities, even on our job. Forgive us. I'm asking now, Lord God, that you would touch each one here and keep them and that they will stay in the process because you said you would complete that work that's concerning us, that you would perfect it. And say that you will do that work until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, Father God, help us Strengthen the strengthened families right now. Strengthen these young people, Lord. Strengthen these teenagers. They have great challenges ahead of them. Strengthen the wives, Lord God. Strengthen the husband. There is an attack on the family. An evil attack. Attack of darkness. Attack of Satan. Help us be wise, Lord God, of what we do, how we move, how we talk, how we spend our time. Let us be good stewards. And Father God, we give you praise and glory. Thing. Come on, loose those hands and give him praise in this house. Thank you, Lord.